Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Gentle Parents Unite podcast. We're so happy to have you here. This is the last episode of season two, and we're excited for a whole bunch of new things we're going to be creating for you in season three. Today's episode is the last episode, so we want to share something a little different with you. In our Patreon group, which is called Gentle Parents Unite Becoming Gentle, and you can check that out on patreon.com. We do weekly meditations, weekly group coaching calls, and all sorts of things that support parents. It's a unique space, and it really helps people a lot. And one of the things that we do, like I mentioned, is weekly meditations. I actually do a meditation on Wednesday nights and Friday afternoons. And it's really beautiful. It's really deep. It's a way for us to get in touch with our minds and our hearts and our bodies and our souls. And when we do that kind of work, it really helps us in our parenting as well, because so much of our parenting, conscious parenting and gentle parenting work, comes from the inside out. You know, it's who we are from the inside and our relationship that we have with ourselves, the relationship with our, on our healing journey and our self-development and growth journey. These things are what's really helpful to us. And, and meditation is an important part of that process. And so we, that's why we do twice weekly meditations. And then the meditations are some things that you can also take away with you and practice at home. And there's always like a tool or something interesting that you can take away and, and practice. So we'll be back next week with our regular scheduled podcasts. We have special guests coming up in season three and different ideas, and I'm really excited to, to present them to you. Sujai, Margie, and I are, it's our passion to support parents in having deeper relationships with their kids and with themselves, and we would we appreciate your continued support. And now here's the meditation. This is actually a live meditation that I did with the group of parents that, that we support, and uh, people really got a lot out of it, and I hope you will too. Please consider joining us and taking part in these meditations, as well as all the other great things that we offer in our Patreon. And we, please know that we really care about you, and we really care about supporting you in your journey. And that's it. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's meditation. Today, we are going to do a meditation on called progressive self-love breathing. And uh, it's a beautiful meditation where we're going to breathe and we're going to breathe once, and then we're going to breathe twice, and then we're going to breathe three times. And in between each of those, we're going to do an exercise where we give ourselves some love. And it's a really beautiful th- way to, to nurture ourselves and to go deep into our minds and into our hearts. But first, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to tell a story that I learned from my spiritual teacher called The Story of the Scorpion and the Frog. And it's a very deep story, and it has really helped me throughout my life. So I'm going to share that with you. And then we'll do the meditation. We do these meditations twice a week. And um, probably going to be adding more soon. And would love you to join us. Practicing meditation in a group, especially focused with uh, focusing on parenting and with other parents, doing it together, the support and the connection uh, feels really great and is really uplifting. One of the reasons I'm really enjoying uh, doing these meditations is I'm actually getting to um, create new meditations. Well, I don't know if they're new. They're probably not new, but they're new for me. <laughs> and uh, and um, and doing all of the taking all of the, the you know the work and the study I've done over the decades, 
and actually putting it down. I've been people have been asking me to do meditations for so long. I've never done it, largely because I don't really, I don't really want to like frame myself as a meditation teacher. You know, I don't really want that. Um, but in this community, I feel like, uh, and doing it about uh, parenting specifically, um, or in that context, I think it's it, it kind of matches with uh, who I am and what I'm doing. Um, so I feel good about that. Um, so I'm going to tell, I'm, and, and I've decided that um, at each of these meditations, I'm, uh, or most of them anyways, depending on what, how things go, I'm going to tell an ancient Vedic spiritual tale. Most of them are Vedic, some of them aren't. Um, uh, a tale that I have learned and, or heard over the years. I have a spiritual teacher that I follow, have followed for many years. And, uh, and so I've learned a lot, of, uh, a lot of these stories from him as well. Um, and his name's Tulshi Sen. And uh, yeah, so the and Shivani tells the story in the prison too, every single time. It's the story she tells on the first day because um, she wants to, she uses it to like set the theme uh, of, um, of what she's going to be teaching for the next six weeks. She does six week sessions. So the story of the scorpion and the frog. On the bank of a river, there lived a scorpion and a frog. And one day the scorpion wanted to go across the river, but he couldn't swim. And he knew if he went in the water, he would drown and die. And he didn't want to do that. Obviously he wants to live. He was going somewhere. He had something to do. And so he decided he needed to get, it, needed to get across. And he thought, I wonder if I can ask someone for help. And so he turned to his neighbor, the frog, and he said, yo, frog, do you think you could carry me across the river? Because you can swim and I can't. And it would be really helpful to me. And the frog immediately got scared and said, no, I... I can't, I can't swim you across the river, of course. I mean, even, even on land, I keep my distance from you because that stinger is so dangerous and I don't want to be hurt by it. But, um, but in the water, it's going to be even worse because I'll be, I'll be defenseless. There's nowhere I can go. And if you're on my back, I'm totally, I'm totally vulnerable. As Corbin said, you know, I hear you and it's a reasonable concern, but just think about it logically for a moment. If I go out, if we go out together in the middle of the river and I sting you, then my, my safe passage is going to be dead <laughs> and I'll die too. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. So, um, so clearly I'm not going to sting you because if I sting you, I'm going to die. It doesn't make any sense. Once we get across, you can swim off and you'll be safe. It'll be fine. And, uh, and the frog said, yeah, okay. I guess it makes sense. And I'll take you across. And the frog really wanted to help anyways because frogs are like that. I suppose. And, uh, and so the scorpion jumped on the frog's back and was really thankful. And they started swimming out into the middle of the ocean. And as they're swimming and swimming, uh, they get right to, not the ocean, the, the river, sorry, crossing the bank. And as they get right into the middle of the river, all of a sudden, the scorpion's urge to sting came up and it, st and it felt it in every cell of its body, sting, sting. And it was arguing with itself, no, I don't want to sting, then I'll die. But the urge was so strong, it couldn't, it couldn't stop itself, and it stung the frog. Bam! And the frog was in shock, because it was certain by that time that the sting was not coming. And it turned around and said to the scorpion, why did you sting me? Don't you know now we're both going to die? And the scorpion said, my habit was too strong, I couldn't control myself. And the frog and the scorpion both died. And that's the story of the scorpion and the frog. And uh, Shivani, I was mentioning that the 
that you tell this every uh, session uh, the, in the very first week. And for me, when I go in and I talk to the guys, it's, it, I retell it briefly. And so when I talk to, talk to the guys in the prison about the scorpion and the frog, I say that in my own, when I look inside my own mind, I recognize that I have frog thoughts and I have scorpion thoughts. I say getting across the bank of the river to the other bank, getting across the river to the other bank is me um, trying to achieve something, trying to develop something, trying to learn something. I'm trying to cross, there's an obstacle, and I want to get across the obstacle so I can be on the other side, right? So maybe it's a goal that I have set for myself. Um, maybe it could be any number of things. And then the frog is the part of us that has the capacity to, to sail across, uh, has the capacity to learn what it is, um, to do whatever study we need to do, whatever practice we need to do, uh, has the courage to, uh, to face the unknown and the challenge. That's the frog thoughts. The scorpion thoughts are the ones that tell us that we can't do it, that we're not good enough. Um, that we shouldn't even bother trying. And who, one of mine is, who's going to even listen to you, Vivek, right? <laughs> Why? I mean, you never went to uh, post-secondary education. You don't have any coaching uh, degrees. So who's going to listen to you, right? And, uh, and, and so the scorpion comes in, pa, and tries to sting that frog. The frog says, you know what? Even if one person listens to me and it changes their life, then I, I, I'm satisfied. You know, I, it touches my heart because that's what I'm here for. And the scorpion goes, yeah, but look at all those people with all these big coaching businesses and everything, and everyone's listening to them. And look at Dr. Shafali. I saw Dr. Shafali a few years ago, and I was like, oh, Dr. Shafali, she's so famous. And I love Dr. Shafali. I've watched all of her stuff, and she's, she ama uh, amazes me with the stuff that she shares. But the scorpion gets in there, right? So the awareness of that we have scorpion thoughts that try and sabotage us, and that we have frog thoughts that are carrying us uh, in our, you know, a frog consciousness carrying us uh, forward in life, we can be aware of the different kinds of thoughts, and we can actually see our thoughts. We can, like, we practice, we've practiced seeing our thoughts and talking to our thoughts. We can also kind of see our thoughts in terms of: is this a frog thought or a scorpion thought? Now it's very binary, I know, and it's really not that that uh, clear cut. There's often a spectrum because even if we have fears. A lot of times those fears have a purpose, right? Which is why I include um, self-compassion in all of it, because I want to say, I see you fear. Um, I respect you because you're trying, you have information for me and you're helping me, you know, be safe. And I also know that if I relate to you a certain way, you'll become a scorpion thought. So I'm not going to do it that. And I can see the scorpion. I can see the frog and I go towards the frog and I acknowledge the scorpion. Because we're, because like I said on, uh, uh, on, what day is today? Monday, so Wednesday. Um, like I said on Wednesday, uh, we're trying to save the scorpion too. We're not trying to kill the scorpion. We want them both to get across the river because <laughs> both are us, right? So we want to get across the river and we want a healthy, uh, we want a healthy relationship with our scorpion because the scorpion is part of us. I, you know, I, I, I think there's very few people on the earth that don't have a scorpion. Um, and, uh, and so I, I would rather than pretend the scorpion's not there um, or relate to it unconsciously, I'd rather form a, uh, an intelligent relationship with my scorpion so that uh, when it rears its head or its tail and tries to sting me, I'm able to see it for what it is. And that takes practice, of course. That's part of what all the other practices help us with, right? The micro self-observation is such a good one to practice 
for being able to identify a scorpion, identify the frog thoughts as we go through our day. And one practice that you can do is when you're go when you when you're especially if you have a, a negative thought that's like recurring. For me, it always <laughs> it always revolves around rejection, relationship rejection. For me, right, they're not going to like me. They're not going to accept me. If I do this wrong, they're they're not going to come back. They're going to judge me. Always. It's like it's like a CD. It's like a CD on repeat for me. And of course, sometimes it's louder. Sometimes it's softer. Sometimes I can see it more clearly. Sometimes I see it. I don't see it more clearly. And it becomes my, it becomes my reality, and I'm lost in it. And then, uh, and then, and then then I find my way out at some point. Um, And the practice of self-observation and the practice of of being able to see the scorpion clearly and also be able to see the frog clearly. And when we practice that, and I keep saying practice, and I mention the word practice a lot because I want us to recognize that this is a, um, a path that we're on and not a, not a goal that you have to achieve. And if you're not achieving it, yet then you're a failure Um, because then it's that that attitude slows everything down right but if we can really keep our 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 awareness that we're in process you know process have process consciousness um, rather than uh, goal consciousness um, it's much more helpful so even when the urge to stain comes to us uh, we don't have to give into it and we will and that's why we have to forgive ourselves that's what the self-compassion work is about (laughs) Because it's a cycle and it's a process and it's always ongoing. But it's not like a cycle that uh, repeats itself unchangingly because we're engaging with it consciously. And when we engage with our cycles consciously, we can nudge them. We can mold them and shift them and redirect them and shape them um, and change them. And, uh, and, and, and uh, it's kind of like martial arts, you know, like, like, sure, there are times when a punch is coming at you, you need to just like block it and stop it harsh. But if you can redirect it, then you have much more control because you're not giving up your balance. You're not absorbing that, the brunt of that impact, right? So um, redirecting is always more powerful in martial arts than, than absorbing directly. Um, and being aware of the... Um, being aware of the frog and the scorpion allows us to kind of redirect that scorpion energy um, and uh, rather than it be it be controlling us. So that is the story of the scorpion and the frog and kind of the way that it uh, can play out in our lives. Yeah, and as you as you continue to practice that, you'll like you'll 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 uh, form a whole new relationship with uh, with your scorpion and you'll notice and you'll notice more too which is something um which can be painful at times i think it's it's worth uh, recognizing i think this is something that i sometimes forget to mention is that when we get more awareness of those things it can be painful you know especially if we have uh, been implanted with some you know uh, less than ideal ideas around growth and failure and mistakes and and we take it on uh, really personally um, it can take time it can be painful, but um, it's always it always ends up when, if we stay with it and we keep holding a compassionate space for it, it ends up being incredibly empowering. All right. So um, the next thing that we're going to do is uh, sequential breathing, sequential self-love breathing exercise that I um, came up with. It's a way of slowly building up our, you know, our capacity to meditate on our breath. And uh, and we're going to go up to 10 today. Um, I don't know if that's too much. 
I don't know, but we're just gonna. I just pick the number ten. You can choose any. You can choose any number to start with, and maybe when you do it on your own, um, you can start with a lower number like four or something, and you'll understand what I mean in a sec. Um, and then you can build up to like six and then eight and then ten, something like that. But I thought because we're doing it together, um, and just to kind of give you the experience of it, it might be a little challenging. We're gonna do all the way up to ten, and I'm gonna lead you through it. I'll do a little relaxation first, and then I'll lead you through it. But I'm just gonna describe the process. So you take one deep breath, and when you take the breath, you breathe in through your nose, or your mouth if it's more comfortable, however you want. But me, I breathe in through my nose. I breathe in and out through my nose, but it's not a rule. Breathe in the way that feels most natural and comfortable for you. So I breathe in through my nose. I imagine the air going in, going down my body and filling my body, and then breathing out. And every time I breathe out, every time I breathe in, I'm breathing in something that feels good. Uh, you know, my sister has a joke. She goes in with the butterflies, out with the bees. Um, although I love bees too, and she does too, but it's kind of funny. Um, or you can breathe in light if a color that feels really nourishing to you. So you can breathe in light, or you can imagine it as breath, or you can imagine it as water, or mist, or something that feels relaxing and nourishing to your body, and it can even be different things. So you take the one breath in, you take it out, uh, let it out. And when you let it out, as the, as the air goes out, as the, the, the water goes out, or the light goes out, um, everything kind of relaxes. And then after you take the one breath, you just take a moment, you can breathe normally, you take a moment and you say to yourself, I love you. Or you can say, I appreciate you. Or you can say, I care about you. Or you can say, thank you. Something short, but something where you really take a moment and you offer some kind of connection, appreciation, affection, love to yourself. Now, if you're not used to doing it, pick a script. I love you <laughs> and, and just force yourself into it because it's actually an exercise and it's an exercise that combined with our breath and going into a meditative state it allows some more ease in saying that to ourselves um, and with practice it can become something much more natural so we're going to do one breath and we're going to say something positive and it can change from one to one to from time to time uh, from each section then what we're going to do is we're going to do two breaths and pause and give ourselves love. Then we're going to do three breaths and pause and give ourselves love. And then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So what's, anybody know what one plus two plus three plus four plus five up to ten is? It's probably like, it's probably like a trivia thing. So we're going to do that, Benny. Like I said before, when you do this for yourself, you can start with less. Um, but the progressive, the progressive, well, I was calling it sequential, but progressive is the word I was looking for. The progressive, the progressive breathing combined with the taking the break for self-love. It's a really beautiful exercise. So we're going to do it. Um, so, but first, let's just take a moment to kind of center ourselves. I've been talking for a while. And just take a few slow, deep breaths. Let the breath fill you and expand your lungs, expand your diaphragm, expand your core. And you can kind of like stretch out anything that might feel tense. Um, if you need to find a more comfortable position, if there's something that might need a little bit of massaging, um, you could give it some, some attention that way. And whatever part of you is touching the floor or a bed or couch, try and feel that point of contact. For me, it's my feet on the floor and my sit bones on the chair. Really tune into that point of contact. 
and feel how gravity is holding you down on those points. And if you're laying down, it's more like the whole surface of your back. And you can really feel the connection to the floor and to the earth, which is always supporting us. And now we're going to take our first of the progressive breaths and we're going to, to give ourselves. this one won't take long, and we're going to give ourselves that moment of self-love at the end of it. So let's do the first breath together. And have a moment with yourself. Now we're going to take two breaths. And I will let you know that as you're doing this, I already noticed it. As you're doing this, as soon as you start to say the positive thing, you might notice a scorpion thought come in. Just let the scorpion thought have its space. Focus on the frog. So let's do two breaths this time. We're going to do two breaths. And at the end of the two breaths, have a moment with yourself. Now we're going to do three. When you do these breaths, remember to really fill yourself with nourishment, something relaxing and light and healing. And then when you release it, let yourself relax, feel more connected to your body. So let's do three breaths. that moment with yourself. And now we're going to do four. And when you have that moment with yourself, um, remember, you can say that I love you, um, I care about you, I see you, I accept you. I said to myself just now, I accept you. And then I, the scorpion said, you don't really accept. So I said, okay, I accept that I don't accept too. <laughs> I, like, I like leveled up the non-acceptance with more acceptance. I was like, oh, that's a good one. So we're going to do four this time. Uh, four breaths and then have a moment with yourself.
and offer yourself some love. Now we're going to do five. I'm going to go straight to five. yourself some love. Now I'm going to go on to six. Um, if you don't want to count you don't have to. You can just rely on my counting and then just breathe um, until I say, you know, have that moment with yourself. And I'll count the six breaths. That way you don't have to. Um, and then when you when I say that, you can just do it at that point. Because I'm breathing about the same rate, so it's going up by one of my breaths every time. So that'll work for you. And I also want to share that when you have that moment with yourself, it can also be a visualization. Just now I imagined myself kind of like curling up into my own arms and I was holding myself and I was kind of like saying it's okay and just feeling it was more physical that time. So you can also give that kind of experience to yourself. And that, I think we did, we did that in one of the meditations where we held ourselves as if we were our, our own children. Um, so we can do that. So we're going to do six now, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. Let's do six. That's six. So have that moment of love with yourself or acceptance or affection.
Okay, we're at seven. I'm going to persevere. We're going to go all the way to ten. Um, yes, seven. So let's do seven. And, you know, if as you're doing the meditations, if, uh, if you have thoughts come into your mind and if they're disturbing you, just like everything else uh, that I, I talk about, offer them some love and compassion. Say, I see you. I see your thoughts. You're important. And I'm going to come back to you. And just allow them to kind of like float away. And if they don't float away, that's okay too. Keep returning to your breath. Um, this is not an exercise in concentration where you have to concentrate on every breath. If your attention flows one way or the other, that's okay too. So we're going to do eight now. Let's do eight. That's eight. Have a moment with yourself. See if every time you do it, you can feel it a little deeper, mean it a little bit more. Even a millimeter makes a difference. to do nine. Let's do nine.
Now we're going to have a moment with ourselves, round number nine. This is something that you find hard. Then you can say to yourself, it's okay that you find it hard. It's reasonable that you find it hard. And now let's do, uh, let's do 10. So let's have our final moment of love and affection with ourselves. Acceptance, understanding, compassion, empathy, forgiveness. everyone thank you and you can slowly open your eyes give your body a stretch and come back and thank you so much for engaging in this meditation with me it's been really wonderful i want to encourage you to practice this self-love meditation remember like i said before on your own you can do one breath or two breaths or three breaths and if you have time you can go all the way up to 10 but don't feel pressure to do that just the experience of calming our minds and then giving ourselves positive messages um, in a progressive way can be really helpful. And all the meditations I do, or most of the meditations I do, have some kind of tool or some kind of strategy that you can take away and use in your daily life. And so it's really worth um, trying to come to these meditations and maybe even keeping notes. And that's it. I hope everybody's doing well. I really invite you to, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I really invite you to come and join our Patreon, which is um, patreon.com slash 
Gentle Parents Unite Becoming Gentle. I know that's a lot, but if you just type in Gentle Parents Unite, you'll find it. Um, because we do these meditations and we do support calls and we do um, NBC classes and we do all sorts of things. And it's really helpful and really beneficial. So thank you very much, everybody, and I wish you all the best. I look forward to the next time we get to meditate together.